We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 1,259 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. And I say that intro laughing a little bit because of what's coming. But before I get into that, Bruce, how you doing? I am healthy and alive. Um, yeah, seeing some of the stuff that we that, that's coming, uh, that, that intro is, uh, I know we stuck with it even after the pandemic was over, quote unquote, over. Is it? Is it over? Is it over? Mm, 14 days to flatten the curve. You know, I, I was hesitant whether or not we should have abandoned that intro, but now I'm kind of doubling down on it, don't you think? Uh, rightfully so. The, the thing is, the pandemic was never done and over with, but the pandemic I'm referring to is not COVID. The pandemic is those that perpetrated it on us are still infecting us as a society. Indeed. And here to tell us about what is on the way is Lester Holt from NBC Nightly News. COVID is making a comeback this summer, so many of us would like to leave it in the past, but cases are once again on the rise. So when will new booster shots roll out? Ann Thompson asked the CDC director. This summer, most Americans left COVID in the past, gathering together once again mask-free. But tonight, signs of a COVID resurgence. Across the country, COVID hospitalizations jumped more than 14% in the most recent week, but far lower than pandemic levels. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Kavita Patel. What's behind this uptick in COVID that we're seeing? The big driver of this is a variant that's relatively newer to the scene, EG5. It's easier to give and get, so that makes it kind of easier to pass along. It's been almost a year since the last COVID booster came out. CDC Director Dr. Mandy Cohen. The new COVID booster is expected to be approved by the FDA, and then we will make recommendations from the CDC probably by the second or third week of September. Will it protect against this new strain? Absolutely. Yes. The oh, booster yes. <laughs> is tailored to what we are seeing circulating now. Critics say the federal government is behind once again. Mm. People knew there was going to be a COVID resurgence. Mm -hmm. So why don't we have a booster today? Why do we have to wait until next month? The way we go about doing our, just like we do with our flu shots, right? We make sure that we're looking at the ways in which the virus changed. They look at and evaluate that. The FDA is doing its work. We likely will see this as an annual 
um, COVID uh, shot, just like the flu shot. Just in time for fall, when we'll also face RSV. Can you take the flu shot, the COVID booster, and the RSV vaccine all at once? So for flu and COVID, yes. RSV, again, is only available for older adults. That's one where I'd say, talk to your doctor about what's right for you. So until the new COVID booster comes, get prepared. Stock up on at-home tests. They do cover that new strain. Keep a mask handy in case you're in a crowded place. And most of all, get your shots, COVID, flu, and RSV, all by Halloween to give yourself your best chance of staying healthy. A reminder that COVID never went away. Didn't. And thank you. Yeah, thank you. Now, did you catch that, Bruce? You want to get all of those by Halloween to make sure that you're you're best protected. You know, you want to make sure that you're immune system is is in top shape so you want to get all those yeah it's all coming back yeah and as we pointed out the more jabs you get the weaker your immune system is against everything not just against covid (sighs) they're out to try and kill more people yet again because the strain that they're talking about here that we're so concerned because it's so easy to spread and so easy to get even more mild symptoms than the last major strain I've been hearing some um, up until uh, Friday. It's well, actually, up until Saturday, it was just loose rumors here and there, and, and things like that. I heard that, um, yep, um, there's going to be going to be a COVID resurgence. I said, what? No, nah, no, nah, I can't see that. And they said, oh yeah, the federal employees are already being briefed on it. Now, if that wasn't enough, I got confirmation this afternoon. That was from one source. That was on Friday night. Couldn't reach the person, the second person I tried to verify that through, who was a different federal employee for a different agency who don't know each other. I said, and I, I messaged you as soon as I heard that, Bruce. I, I told you about the one case. I said, I need to confirm it with somebody else. And it took me until this afternoon, my time, around three o'clock local, and I finally heard it. But they didn't put an actual timeline on it as far as days. The first person I heard it from said 30 to 45 days, they're going to start phasing this stuff back in masks, travel restrictions, and then everything else. They want to have full lockdowns again by December. This is not a joke. This is what they're being briefed on. The person I spoke to this afternoon just told me October is what they're being told, is they want to have restrictions and things in by October. Nothing about lockdowns. They weren't told anything about that, but just the uh, mandates and uh, mask mandates and, and travel restrictions and things by October is what they're being told. Uh, and I also spoke to Marty today, and I called to tell him the news because it was way too early for you yet. I called to tell him the news over in, in England, and he said that he had spoken with someone this afternoon, and they were being told the same thing from their side, on the uh, the British side. So it is coming. It is on the way. And you're saying that you've already got institutions, that, and I, I hadn't heard this, but you've already got uh, universities and stuff, no surprise, to be fair, that are putting all this stuff back in? Yeah, universities are already having the mask mandates and the tracing uh, apps being issued again, as well as offices, office spaces. Uh, so it is coming. And the interestingly enough, you know, the Marxist ideas that we're constantly fighting, where did they first hit? Uh, here in America, universities, and then it went into the corporate world. Huh. Interesting that it's going into the universities and going into the corporate world, just like uh, cultural Marxism did before. It's almost like it's the same people that are trying to destroy us. You know, I, I just want to point out as well, one of the things we've we've talked about is uh, social credit, digital currency, um, and one of the things we said was for a digital currency to take precedent over the USD, the reserve currency of the world, we, we have to have some kind of collapse of the USD. 
if they're going to do more 2020 type lockdowns, at least the American people, uh, when, when you look at polls and, and somewhere around one third of the population is living paycheck to paycheck or using credit uh, for food. They're, they're using a credit card to pay, buy food because they can't afford it from paycheck to paycheck. Anyway, if that is the trend going forward and we have a, another COVID resurgence, we have to lock down, people can't go to work, so you have even more people. It's almost like the dollar is going to lose its value and you're going to be able to convince a lot of people that, hey, universal basic income, if you come and jump on this uh, digital currency, we can we can give you guys uh, a, a stipend so you can afford to live each month. Uh, I think that's like I said before, I, I I made the prediction that that would come by the end of the year, probably off on timing. They probably would have had to have done the covid thing sooner to get it off at the end of the year. But I just want to reiterate that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, this is. There's other games afoot. This is not about COVID. It's interesting. You say in order to bring in a digital currency, then that would mean that our currency, as in like our paper currency, that that would have to lose value. Hmm. What other currency in the last week or so has crashed and miraculously kind of made a small little rebound there? Oh, well, by God, it was the Russian ruble. That didn't really make any of our papers anywhere, by the way. Their interest rates, for anybody who are wondering, their interest rates for the Russian Central Bank is at eight, excuse me, it was at eight and a half percent. Our interest rates are what? Four and a half to five? About half that, something like that. If our interest rates were eight and a half, then we would be in a panic. We would be in a nosedive if our interest rates were that high. Is if that wasn't bad enough, their ruble, which was 92 to one, prior last Saturday, went to over 100 to 1 in the same day. In other words, the Russian ruble crashed. Then you had the Russian Central Bank call an emergency meeting because their economy was about to collapse. And they said, we're going to raise our interest rates from 8.5% to 12. That has caused the ruble to rebound. It is hanging on by a thread. Then you had the Chinese property giant... Country Gardens or whatever in the heck it was that Ned was talking about here a couple of weeks ago, declare Chapter 15 bankruptcy in New York in the last few days, which means that Chapter 15, they, they can retain control of the, the company and they just they have to restructure it and liquidate more assets. But that's OK, because it's the Chinese and they have a whole bunch of ghost cities. So when they say restructure, they're going to demo those cities and say, what assets? This is how their <clears throat> economies operate. Now, all of a sudden, we have a resurgence of COVID. Hang on a minute. Their economies are on the verge of collapse. They're moving militarily. They're drilling. And by the way, they were all the way up into our Aleutian Islands last week, Russia and China. They've never done that, I might add. They crossed some of their long-range bombers from Russia into Scotland last week. The RAF had to scramble a, a squadron to send them up there and say, uh, what are you doing? Get out of here. And they had to escort them out. There's a Russian military buildup on the border of Belarus and Poland. They've been trying to get the Polish to cross the border for the last, what, three weeks now? And the Polish, thank God, they haven't taken the bait. And I did say they would go to Poland next. Dmitry Medvedev, the former Russian president, Putin's guy, comes out this morning or last night, late last night, first thing this morning, and says, you know, there's a couple of those breakaway uh, areas in, in Georgia. We're going to have to probably annex those. And all of a sudden we have a resurgence of COVID. Does anybody else find this just convenient timing? Strange. Hang on a minute. They're about to collapse. We're not. Our economy's in bad shape, make no mistake about it, but they're in worse shape. So 
we need to do some signaling to their compromised and infiltrated people on this side and get them to do something because they're about to collapse and they're not going to be able to do anything from their standpoint. This is really not that hard to read, but yet we're we're just we're, we're what we're going to put up with this. We're going to do it again. I say yes. And the reason I say yes is because you didn't do anything about it the first time. What makes you think you're going to stand up and do anything about it the second time? The people that are already saying, oh, no, I see. Well, what am I going to do? It's my job. <laughs> going to have to. Going to put up with it this time. There's no way that they're going to be able to do this again. Oh, yeah, they are. And the reason they're going to do it again is because they did it before. Also, uh, we're in the middle of an election cycle that the Democrats look like they're losing. Uh, so another reason that we have COVID, you can't go out and vote in person or go to these uh, caucuses or any of those kind of things. Oh, man, we're just going to have to do mail-in voting uh, and just have you, uh, you know, and we might have some people help you fill out those ballots, you know, and help get those delivered and everything because you can't leave your house. So you better use the drop boxes, too, just to be on the safe side. Yeah, just to be on the safe side. Yeah. So that way you can properly socially distance and, uh, you know, reduce your reduce your risk of catching COVID. Right. Well, because it's more transmissible, you see, they, they you know, the the expert just told you on on the news there. And of course, with all those restrictions and things, the social distancing and, and the fact that it's so contagious and, and the mask, well, you see, you can't have election minders there. You can't have people looking over people's shoulders because of social distancing. So, you know, you, you're just going to you're going to have to get rid of all that. They're going to have to be properly authorized uh, minders. Yeah. Vaccinated and tested mm -hmm. and masked and double masked and, and everything else. What are you going to use this time? Six masks, you think? You think they'll bring back six? They told us four last time. They did tell us four last time. Yeah. I don't know. I I think they're going to just kind of ease us into it again. I don't think they can go straight to, oh, we got a double mask. I, I don't know that people are going to. I, I, I don't know. We've been so hounded. I Because here's the thing. I, I have binges every once in a while and watch like sciencey nerd stuff. Oh, I thought you meant you had Even mask in binges. Those. <laughs> I thought, what kind of binges are you oh. going on? <laughs> no, no, science nerds. Yeah, I, 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 I like, uh, I like my science and nerdy stuff. And uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, anyway, yeah, go ahead. some of the stuff that they'll be talking about something that has nothing to do with COVID, nothing to do with masks, and they'll take a side, uh, like a rabbit trail, and go on and say how effective masks are and how you should go to get vaccinated and all those kind of things, and it's like. We're getting hounded by this stuff everywhere, constantly. I think people are fed, fed up. I, I, I think they're done with it. It's pretty much when COVID rolls around again, because we've been hounded by it so much and it's become so politicized. I don't think anybody's on the fence about COVID on on uh, like um, where it came from, whether masks work or don't work or vaccination. Everybody's pretty much set in their ways. Either you're for it or you're against it. There is no in between. So they're not going to convince anybody else new to mask up or double mask or any of those kind of things. I think everybody's pretty much done. I was actually I was telling somebody today who was all about it the first time around. And when I told them that first they didn't believe me and then they said, you serious? And I said, yeah. And they said, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. They even said it's going to be a harder sell this time for people that were in their circles that they knew. And I'm, that includes business people because they're business people themselves. They had to go through all the, the rigmarole and the hoop jumping and all that stuff. And they said, not again. The only chance that I think you'll get more people jumping on board is a mass casualty event or, or uh, you know, something of that type, that there's going to be something that is undeniably deadly, if you will. It's interesting, though, we were talking about the uh, some of the changes we've seen with like YouTube and uh, misinformation and those kind of things. 
it's interesting that we're having another resurgence right now at about the closing in on the three year mark uh, of, of all of this. When when vaccines uh, were, were kicked out, we're, we're closing in on that three year mark. That's when we were uh, researchers were saying that any kind of um, soft tissue cancers and those kind of things, this is when they would start popping up. Interesting timing that it, it's popping up now or, you know, we have another covid uh, lockdown situation. Everybody's going to be focused on that and not the small tissue cancers. And if we do a full blown 2020 type lockdown again, um, they're going to accuse the lockdowns. They're going to say, oh, because of the lockdowns, people weren't able to go in and get tested. You know, we would have caught it sooner. That That's why so many people are, are having cancer or heart issues or those kind of things. It's, it's because they weren't getting proper treatment and or, or they weren't getting tested uh, for these things. So it just it, it got between the cracks. It just crept mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Major movie studios bringing back mask mandate because of those spiking cases. You see, you could not be too careful with this one. You want to do everything you can to protect yourself against what is it called? E- EM5 or ES5, whatever it is. It's interesting. You know, they, they named this one Eris, which I believe is the god of disorder, uh, the Greek god of, of disorder and chaos, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Funny how they picked that name. Anyway, uh, major Hollywood studio Lionsgate, right? Lionsgate Studios. They've brought back mask mandates to nearly half of its employees amid a spike in COVID-19 cases. Well, you're in California, so I would imagine that most people out there have been jabbed on the uh, the movie sets. Summer McElroy, response manager for Lionsgate Stars Studios, announced that the new policy in an internal memo obtained by... Uh, the New York Post, after several employees tested positive, employees must wear a medical grade face covering, a surgical mask, KN95 or N95, when indoors, except when alone in an office with the door closed, actively eating, actively drinking at their desk or a workstation, or if they are the only individual present in a large open workspace. Bruce, you're shaking your head. They're doing this to protect you. Mm. Uh, I just... Uh, real quick, a, a point of clarification: Are they calling it Eris or Eros? Uh, e R I S, I think. Let me let me okay. double check. Okay, on the, yeah. So uh, that okay, thing, that's, yeah. If it's E R I S, that is the god yeah. of strife and discord. Yes. Uh, er, there's yep, Eris, Eris and yep. Eros. Yep, that's uh, the one. Eris, Eris. is strife, E-R-I-S, and Eros yeah. is god of sex. So yeah. yeah. Well, we're not going with the second one, even though they're they're all kind of twisted up and everything. Anyway, well, um, no, that that was the the monkey monkeypox. Oh, monkeypox. Yeah, yeah, that was right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mandate will be in effect until further notice for the third and fifth floors of the five-story building at the company's flagship office in Santa Monica. Every employee also is required to perform a self-screening before arriving at work every day and must notify the response manager. He has a you see, he's a COVID response manager. Yeah, that one. They must remain at home. If they exhibit any symptoms or have traveled internationally in the prior 10 days, what, traveled internationally to China, maybe? Is that possible? By the way, are they having a COVID resurgence in China? I mean, that's where it came from in the first place. Don't give me this crap about funding and all that stuff. That's another story for another day. But are they having a COVID resurgence? Are they having an heiress resurgence in uh, in China or in uh, in Russia? I haven't heard anything about that. Have you? No, no. This one, this one came from the UK. Oh, all right. It came from, from the UK. Uh-huh. But where did it initially come from again? Yeah, that's, that's uh-huh. good. Oh, well, 
we, we don't really know if it was bat or pangolin. We, we don't know. Right. The pangolin sandwich that Marty talked mm-hmm. about a couple of years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Lionsgate yeah. will also provide at home test kits upon request. Carry out contact tracing and notify all individuals who have been in close contact with employees who have tested positive for COVID-19. You know what? If I got a phone call and I, I didn't during the last thing, but if I got a phone call or notified First of all, I would ignore the notification. But if I got a phone call from some buffoon, some bonehead on the other end of the line that asked me anything having to do with that, I'd simply hang the phone up after I would ask them what intelligence they scraped off the bottom of a Cracker Jack box for themselves. Interestingly enough, this especially this new COVID um, heiress uh, strain, it is far less deadly than the flu. The flu, as an example, is so prevalent that you know at least one person that you've come into contact with that has had the flu. And you've probably come into contact with them while they were shedding the virus. Uh, so uh, it, it, it's just so foolish. The, the, the contact tracing and all of that, first of all, the contract tracing, that in and of itself is one of those things that is meant to desensitize us for the actual you know, social credit system, you're, you're being convinced or they're attempting to convince you that this is important, that this is needed, that this is for your security and your safety, because apparently for some reason, the Western world is more than happy to give up their freedoms and liberties for security. And that is one of the dumbest things uh, the West can do, in my opinion, at least when it comes to your rights, your civil liberties and whatnot. So I, I'm just... I'm hoping that the the people of the Western world, not just America, but the Western world in general, I'm hoping that they're so fed up with this COVID nonsense that they they just flip these specialists, these expert class, the bird, and say, no, uh, not again. We're going about our lives. It's not even security. I mean, I understand what you're saying. You know, you're talking about Benjamin Franklin, you know, those who give up their freedom for security shall deserve and receive neither. Fully understand. But it's not even real security. We, we did no. this during 9-11. We have the Department of Homeland, the, excuse me, the useless Department of Homeland Security because of this, mainly the TSA at the airports, who haven't caught a single terrorist since their inception. That is not freedom for security, is it? No. No, it's the illusion. You have a lot of smoke and mirrors. In reality, what you are is less safe than what you were before, just like with this. In reality, you talk about contact tracing, you talk about masking, you talk about lockdowns and and social distancing. In reality, you're less safe that way than what you are before. Jabs, you even want to get into the horrifying numbers of this? I'll tell you what this is. I'll tell you 150% what this is. What this is, is a biological attack coming from Russia and China, is what it is, to weaken us. Do you want me to get into the statistics of our military, the United States military? One in nine is either dead or permanently disabled because of these vaccinations. That's just in our enlisted group of our officers. Oh, by the way, these are numbers that the Pentagon's trying to bury. Our officer corps, one in eight, are either dead or permanently disabled. That is worse than being decimated. Decimated. We get that term from the Roman Empire, meaning to kill or maim one in ten. Our adversaries, for those that are still on the fence, are coming for us, and they have help from this side. One of their little errand boys, Fauci, is back out in one of his emails saying that lockdown had a purpose. 
Yeah, it's got a purpose, you see. One of those purposes, if you don't have a vaccine, it's to get more ventilators, to get the hospitals better prepared until you decompress the pressure on the hospitals. If you have a vaccine available, you might want to lock down temporarily so you can get everybody vaccinated. Rejecting that idea of lockdowns is it's a moral question, he says. Lockdowns have a place, but that's not a permanent solution. Now, see, that the vaccine, that's a permanent solution, isn't it? He then went on to say that Climate change is playing a role in the outbreaks. You couldn't couldn't make this up. Climate change. He then called for an international commitment to decrease the carbon imprint in society so you don't have the kinds of crazy weather we're having in this country. That is an actual quote. I, I, I refrain from making a joke there, a permanent solution. One might say a final solution. But then I chuckled to myself and was like, I've, I've, I'm going to do the joke anyway. But anyway, a bit, a bit of dark humor. That's basically what's going on here. We're more or less, I, I, we were saying test subjects at one point, you know, kind of, uh, which is technically true. Um, they're seeing how much of this um, gene alter altering serum they can inject people with before they keel over what the proper mix is uh, to affect change in your genetic code. The problem is, is I don't think it's actually, I don't, I think the genetic code is a lot more complicated than science thinks. And so the what the elite really wants to do is to enslave us and make it to where we have no way of getting out of our we have no way of breaking our shackles. And that means altering our genetic code to where uh, we, we no longer have the ambitions, the drives, the aggression to break those shackles, you know, to be very content. As GP talked about it when he was more commonly on, uh, he said they want to make the best bricklayers and those bricklayers are enthusiastic and content with laying brick for the rest of their life. That's basically all they want to do is enslave us. And those of us that aren't enslaved, that um, are too unruly, we get removed. That, that, that's kind of my... Unruly. Mm. You know, it, it's interesting. If you go back to the uh, the Marxian ideas of things, which is, oddly enough, it's, it's what we're fighting in all of this, if you hadn't figured that out by now. Their methods of attack when it comes to physical war. You see, they want to try and avoid a nuclear war at all costs. They do want to avoid that. They will pursue that option if they have no other, but they want to avoid that. What they'd want to do prior to is a chemical and a biological attack to go along with it. Nuclear, I also consider an EMP part of a nuclear attack, by the way. So when people are, I don't know, misconstrued, I guess is the word I'm looking for about that. If you're confused about what their intentions are when it comes to this revolutionary ideology, make no mistake, this is what they're going to employ simultaneously, I might add. There's a lot of confusion about this. And people say, well, what are our adversaries going to use? Are they going to use a, a nuclear attack? Is it going to be a, a biological attack or is it going to be a chemical attack? I'll sum it up for you. It's all three. And that is not a debate. You talk about those that are problematic, Bruce. You, you say the, the ones that are not willing to go along with the program. That's anybody that opposes their revolution, period. You're called a counter-revolutionary and you're irredeemable in their mind, especially Americans. Oh, they've got a big target on their back. We certainly do, because we're what's called irredeemable in the revolutionaries' eyes. That's what we are. There's no way to re-educate us. Bruce and I and, and others of our type, the, the Midwestern people that will fight your sorry asses to the end. You cannot turn us in any way, shape or form. I might make an interesting shirt. Irredeemably American. There you go. I think you're onto something. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's uh, 
That's actually, um, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I put that shirt on every day. I am irredeemably American and not American in the idea of I'm a nationalist. I'm so patriotic for my country. No, honestly, this is going to sound bad, but I would rather see this country in the current state it's in burn than to continue going on the path it's going. Uh, and I know that sounds bad, but I don't like the country that America is right now. I like the foundations that we have. I like the 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 Bill of Rights, the the Constitution, the Declaration. I like the system that we were founded upon. What we are now is such an abomination that I'm not sure. Does it should it continue? Is 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 the question, and that's something we're going to have to answer ourselves. And in time, we'll see. Time will tell whether this nation deserves continuing on. Hopefully, uh, we can return to our roots before the conclusion of that decision, which if we return to our roots and go back to the foundation, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll recover. It'll hurt. It'll hurt a lot, but we'll get, we'll get through it. I think that's one of the things right there that we can count as an absolute certainty. And that's, that's why I say I'm I'm not interested. I, I don't have any interest whatsoever in a third world war. I'm interested in what comes after. And the reason I'm interested in what comes after is because this type of thing that you're talking about, we can reorganize as Americans. And you know what? People like us, I'm not saying we're the only ones. I'm not saying we're anybody of any significance, but we know how to do it. We know how to organize at the local level. We know how to set up community to community communications, trade, organizing. We know how to do this. No disrespect to the Europeans, but you guys are governed from the top down. In America, we're supposed to be governed from the bottom up. And there are those of us that believe in that. We may have forgotten that for a time, but that's not historically who we are. We're not governed from the top down. We're the ones that tell the government to go to hell. I I'm sorry, you're going to come to my door with um, what? A bureaucrat with a clipboard and a test? I'm going to toss his sorry ass in the gutter where he belongs. That's where it needs to go. I'm not talking about doing harm to people. I'm not talking about going out there and and grabbing your uh, your tricorn hat and your your wig, your powdered wig there, and your muzzle loader. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you tell these people to go pound sand. Their own stupidity doesn't even qualify them to be in the job that they're in. Yeah, you 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 do it. Obviously, you do it legally, and you just tell them. Uh, you see that street right there? That's a public access way. Get your sorry ass onto it and off of my property. Uh, kind of, kind of that vein of thing. Of course, you don't, you don't want to say sorry ass because you got to well, keep it, it as polite as possible. <laughs> that and, is polite. Uh, yeah, whatever. we get that term from a jackass. And if yeah. somebody's coming around following that, they're nothing less. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. The thing is, is I agree with you. I, I'm just trying to keep. I agree, and that's probably the things I'm going to say. But I would rather encourage the listener to take a higher road so that they potentially avoid any kind of legal action or any other those kind of things so uh yeah that, that, that's why action. i'm taking that stance. legal yeah. action my friend you hear yourself legal yeah. action they have put these kangaroo courts together you got yeah. the trump thing going they've put these kangaroo courts together and you're talking about legal action legal the government is the only one that decides whether something is legal or illegal so when i say legal action i'm saying the government is about to bend you over and that's that that's what I'm trying to kindly say is they're the ones that decide what's legal and not in the current state of things. How it's supposed to be is the other way around. We're supposed to tell them what's legal and what's not. And when something isn't smell right, like it currently does with every single politician, 
they get removed. I don't think people quite understand that the corruption in a totalitarian state, the reason you don't have a very high crime rate in these countries where they have totalitarian states is because the state is the organized crime. Do you understand? If you're to go back and you're to look at Nazi Germany, I'm just using this as, as a historic example, looking at crime statistics as I have, I mean, I've, I've got crime statistics here from, from countries that go all the way back into the early 1900s. And looking at uh, Germany under the Nazi occupation, the crime rate was pretty low. Why? Because you had thugs and lunatics and psychopaths that were in charge of the state. That's why it was low. They were the organized crime. They were the crime bosses. They were the ones that dealt out the punishment and the imprisonment of the innocent and everything else. They're the ones that put those BS kangaroo courts together to convict the person that was a, quote, counter-revolutionary. When I say counter-revolutionary, oh, yes, that, too, was based in Marxism. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. That was something that uh, I was reminded of. I was looking uh, through the news today uh, before we started, and there was um, articles uh, showing a undercover law enforcement agent that was at January 6th. This is a new one. That was at January 6th cutting fences uh, with some uh, wire cutters and allowing people through. Uh, yeah, they, Internet sleuths, found this guy finally and found out, hey, this is a fed. Yet what? another undercover government agent committing crimes, basically, and entrapping people. And your, your uh, the kangaroo court thing, this is a, I know we don't really care. In the in the uh, in the the big the big picture, we don't really care about the whole Trump situation and all of that. It's all nonsense. It's all whether or not we're in a banana republic, whether or not this is a full blown tyranny depends upon what the verdict of any of those cases are. Because every one of the cases that are being brought against him right now, the evidence they're presenting, the charges that they're claiming are so paper thin. They're, they're so inadequate. There's nothing there. If Trump ends up getting convicted and thrown in prison for these things, congratulations, Banana Republic. This is all false. It's, it's one thing to come after an average person, somebody that has no real standing, and throw them in prison for parading or trespassing or uh, misdemeanor trespassing, mind you. There is a legitimate wrongdoing there. They shouldn't have been in the Capitol, in my opinion. They should not have done some of the things that they did. Granted, does it mean they should be in prison for it? No, it does not. That said, at the very same time that these things are going on, you have a literal crime family. And I mean, literally, I'm, I'm kind of referencing mafia because this is kind of what's going on. The, the same uh, kind of tactics in our uh, president currently. There was a few few things that I learned recently with the Biden family, specifically, they were doing dealings with Burisma. Now, we, we, we've talked about that before, but they were doing this in 2014. The timing is interesting and the location is interesting. Burisma is one of the few, if not the only, power company, Ukrainian power company, that does contracts with Russia. Now, interestingly interesting. enough, the interesting. oligarch, the oligarch that was uh, over this and the Biden family were all in Moscow. Signing a business deal there three days before Crimea kicked off. Huh. Interesting timing that. Also of note, the prosecutor that Biden so proudly uh, says he got fired, he was, he, the prosecutor, was investigating Burisma, which Hunter Biden was a part of, he was a board member of. Uh, he had 
the prosecutor had uh, seized a lot of the assets to the CEO already. And he was going after them for corruption and whatnot when Biden then basically got him fired. Also of note in all of this, the allegations against Trump are essentially they're using the, the RICO charges. They're, they're going after him for basically a repeated, supposedly they have repeated evidence over years of him doing criminal activity. That, that's basically what a RICO is. They, they have else, years of evidence of it. Yeah, yeah. Who else are they bringing into this? Because RICO, the whole, the whole point of the RICO thing is where you can charge everybody within like a, a set family or, or a group. With the same yeah, criminal the, conspiracy, it's, it's yeah. just Trump at this point. It's just it, him. It's, it, it's just they're just Trump putting a re- give me a they're, break. Exactly. When we literally have a president currently in office, that it is a slam dunk of a RICO case. When you look at the now, <laughs> the politicians will tell you, oh, none of the money that that they're the right is purporting that Biden got, the Biden family got, none of that actually went to Joe Biden, which technically they're right. None of it went directly to any of the accounts that was in his name specifically. It went to his daughter, his son, his brother, his wife. It went everywhere else to shell corporations that the other family members had and including all the grandkids, except for the most recent grandkid. I, I, I don't remember her name offhand, but it's the granddaughter that uh, the Biden family is basically disowned and said they're, they're not a part of the family, even though. It was Hunter that it, it, it's his daughter. It's a literal Rico case that you're talking this is about. There. Literally, it's, it's literally yes. a, a Rico. Like, like this is to say that this is a Rico case on a silver platter is a, a very, very large understatement. This is the information that that is out here about this that that we're going over with just Burisma is at least nine years. This is, has been going on for at least nine years. And there's repeated, repeated cases of this, there's multiple shell corporations per family member that exists in various countries overseas that provide no service or product other than selling access to the president or the vice president uh, at the time. That was the only thing that they were selling. What and year then, again? 2014, you said? 2014 is when this that started. Is, yeah, that is about, I, I want to say, what do, do you have a month? I'm wanting to say it was like September, but I'm I, okay. I don't remember exactly. Okay, so right around that time is when they started to flip that agenda. That's about the time they started to flip it. They they had to flip it back around on the on the <clears throat> the so-called right. I'm doing that air quote thing. Mm-hmm. They had to mm-hmm. flip that back around on the right to make it look like the right was in business with the Russians. When in fact it's always been the left in Western politics, not just America. They've always but like they've built their political careers on doing business with Moscow. I actually I actually I think it was 2015 when they they started that. So it was late 2014 when the deal was struck. But I think it was 2015 when they did it, because that was when Trump came down the escalator Trump, and said he was going to run Trump came down the escalator, yes. But it originally started when Obama got caught on that mic with Medvedev, who, by yes. the way, said they were just going to annex those two territories in, in Georgia. That's when it started. And they they finished it off right around that time, I think, is what you're talking about with this this Burisma deal where they were doing the where the Bidens were doing business with the Russians. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they've done multiple other deals. I've mentioned it before. The, the, the work that they've done with uh, the Middle East. Um, they've also done some uh, deals with China. Uh, again, this is through uh, what was that organization? I, I forget what their Rosemont holdings. Capital. Rosemont Capital. Thank you. Yeah. They were the ones that were doing the China dealings. There's been uh, some one of the business partners partners to Hunter 
has been doing he's been doing a PR campaign here lately uh, across Archer. the news media and whatnot. Devin Archer, um, yeah. yeah, Devin Archer, and he's been saying basically whitewashing it and saying it's you know less than what it is, and that uh, Joe Biden was not involved and blah 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 didn't. And yet we have um, well a lot of a lot of paper trails financial records showing that not only did he know every single one of Hunter Biden's uh, business partners, but he personally took them to dinner at fine restaurants in D.C. and brought them to the White House, as well as flew them on Air Force Two. But he he doesn't know who they are. He, he never met them. He, he had no clue. Uh, and in fact, the, the, the trips that he did do over in Ukraine and, and Russia and whatnot and, and to China that Hunter Biden joined him with, that was out of concern for his son because his son was, you know, obviously a drug addict and it's out of concern for that. At this point now, they're trying to change it a little bit and they're trying to blame this all on Hunter Biden, saying that Hunter is the mastermind. He's the one. He's the boss of this whole thing. He's the, you know, the Joe Biden had no clue what's going on and all that. No, Hunter Biden is a he's a crack addict. He, he's a druggie. He's not capable of doing this large scale of of corruption that that's going on no it's not no him. he's he's the bag man that's all he is he's he's literally just the bag man he's he's like the the guy on the airport tarmac that's standing there with the the briefcase full of cash saying i'm with so-and-so and i'm told to bring this to so-and-so and i'm not leaving until i give this to so-and-so yep and that's and, it and that's it that's exactly what's been said in many emails text messages we don't know what the burner phones, uh, the interactions he's had there, but he's told people like Devin Archer, you need to get yourself a burner phone and uh, email. So I, I, I'm sorry, you don't you don't tell just anybody to get a burner phone, do you? I mean, that's just not that's not. Well, I mean, we do. But <laughs> yeah, we do. We but do. it's because. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you don't normally normal people, normal interactions is not like, you know, you're, you're sending a, a business partner or, or something, uh, an email saying, Hey, you need to get yourself a, a burner phone. We'll talk about it over dinner. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't usually happen. Not that's in a legitimate yeah. business. That's, that's a fair point. Yeah, not in legitimate business. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. That's not to say that we're in anything illicit. We're just trying to tell people how to protect themselves and their, their own data security. That's, that's all. I mean, it, it depends on your perspective. If if you're the government, we're involved in illicit things that's because true. we're telling people to flip the bird to the government. That's true. And, yes, and corporations. Right. So, yeah, that's yes, true. Yeah. I have some bad news for you, Bruce. I, I don't know how you're going to take this because I know we've been we've been talking about um, what's been going on in, in Russia. Yevgeny Prigozhin has been killed. You don't look I, you're already laughing at me. You don't yes. you don't look convinced yeah. that, uh, not, that the hot I'm dog salesman has been uh, has been shot down from a from a plane there. Yeah, I'm not convinced at all. It's it's kind of like uh, uh, the the uh, daughter of um, Dugan. Yeah, Dugan. Uh, yeah. Alexander Dugan, how she died and how he was supposed to be in a car uh, that blew up with his daughter in it. And, and the uh, cameras weren't working. And the cameras the only, weren't working. The only and, cameras in Moscow that weren't working that night. And the FSB just happened to switch the cars at the last second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I kind of I kind of doubt this just from if you take all the other stuff that we know out of the picture and you just look at the news and what the news has been reporting on this, the only evidence that they have is the Russian media is reporting that uh the plane was shot down and they're showing flight records that say he was supposed to be on that plane. There is nothing that shows that he was on the plane. There is nothing that shows that 
here's his body, here's his dental record, here's his whatever from the crash, um, DNA evidence, none of that. There, there's nothing that shows that he was on the plane. It's only, well, there, there, there's uh, a manifest that says he's supposed to be on the plane. Supposedly, and I'm I'm just I'm skimming through some of the because uh, there's so much I'm I'm paying attention to the Russian uh, back channels at the moment, you know the the media and stuff like that, and they're all saying all kinds of different things. Now, when you have when you have Russian state media saying all kinds of different things, and there's a whole lot of confusion and not a whole lot of answers, that usually means that there's an intelligence operation going on somewhere. Now, Mr. Pergosian, if that is indeed his name, uh, we actually we still don't know that, but. If that is indeed his name, he was spotted in Niger recently, which, you know, there's been some upheaval down there. Now, why has there been some upheaval down there? Well, it doesn't have to do with grain. I'll just leave it at that. We'll talk about that another day. But Mr. Pergosian dies in a plane crash. Who are they going to get to take over for him? Mr. Uh, what was this guy? This this General Armageddon or whatever. Putin just fired this guy. Uh, what was it last week or something like that? So he's gone. Prigozhin's now out of the picture, whether that's real or imagined, I don't know. Either way, since this has been put out, they're going to either, because they're saying Moscow shot it down, okay? So they're either going to play this two ways. One, he will disappear into the Russian interior somewhere and no one will ever hear from him again. That would be the first thing. If not, then what they'll do is they'll say that he's some mastermind that faked his own death and they'll pull something else somewhere. God forbid they hit the red button on something. And then they have plausible deniability. They, they've cut their ties of all things at this point. Moscow has. Because remember, we talked about this, uh, what, about a month ago? I said Russia and China need to understand something. They need to know what our response is going to be to a nuclear detonation. But per our doctrines, if you study our doctrines very carefully, everything on our side says that we are to retaliate. Well, you can't have a retaliation against Moscow if a nuclear weapon is launched by a rogue group in Belarus, can you? Not per our doctrines. You can't have a retaliation against Beijing if a rogue group or a rogue government such as North Korea launches something from their country, can you? No. So you see, they've set themselves two different proxies up on either end to take the fall if it goes wrong. Again, it's not that hard to read. Once you understand what their doctrines are and you pit them against ours, our biggest mistakes and our biggest misconceptions are trying to mirror our beliefs and our systems against theirs. They are diametrically opposed to what we stand for and to what we do and to how we do things. There is no middle ground, none whatsoever, absolutely none. We have got to come to that realization. I agree. And honestly, um, they, <laughs> I looked into a little more of the just now. Uh, there's footage showing that the aircraft was the private aircraft was shot down by Russian air defense. You know, yeah, the, I was the, watching a video of it about 15 minutes ago, just on mute. I was yeah. watching. I had it queued up over here. But I mean, it yeah. doesn't it's just amateur footage from a from a phone yeah. is, is all I saw. But here's here's the reason I point that out. Let's assume for a moment that that was true, that it was a Sam turret that shot down this aircraft, Russian air. Interesting. Uh, it kind of fits the narrative that uh, the Putin and uh, Prigozhin are, are butting heads and they're against one another, you know, because they supposedly the um, he was going to march on Moscow and that ended up being a comical show. This one may end up being something similar. Now, it's not a comical show. This is a legitimate plane crashing. There probably were people on board that were problematic 
or just dispensable. They, they, they were, you know, so no idea. Uh, the details on that one. This is supposedly footage of the first person, yet you know, the civilian on the scene of the uh, the crash. That's what we're we're looking at now. And it did look like there was at least one body there. Uh, assuming um, uh, this that, is real. I mean, assuming. it does. It that is a. It does indeed look like an actual plane crash. You do see the mm -hmm. part yep. of the fuselage and and an engine there, two engines. So, I, I mean, I, I do believe that if it's if it's a staged, it's kind of strange, though, how it's how it's just in that one spot. But the mm -hmm. plane uh, looking like it was uh, I didn't see where it was actually struck, but it did appear to be going straight down. So, yeah, that could have just as easily crushed the fuselage completely. And yeah, yeah, they, 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 depending on where the missile hit, it may have just folded the aircraft up and it, it fell instead of uh, more or less gliding. Um, yeah. Either way, like I said, can these people somebody not hold a camera killed. straight? I mean, I'd be I'd be holding that camera as straight as I possibly could. It always looks like somebody's running while they have their phone just like jiggling around. Yeah, and the other thing that really frustrates me about these is quit holding it vertically. Quit doing portrait mode. Do landscape mode. Uh, but that's another. Yeah, it's just a pet peeve. But anyway, this is this is what we're seeing so far from this. But I honestly, I'm I'm with you, buddy. I don't I don't believe this is. I don't believe this is a thing. I, I think this is just another deception. And judging judging on judging by how their past behavior is and, and how they they orchestrate these things, it fits it fits this agenda that they want to play here yep. with the agenda they want to carry out with us. So it, it completely washes their hands clean of everything yep. up to this point. So if something goes wrong, that's their insurance policy is, oh, well, you see, no, you see, he was supposed to be on that flight and that's why we shot it down. And, and because they did that, that's on them. That's not us. Not only that, I tend to think it's more in line with what you were saying, that they're probably using this as like a, a catalyst to say this is why Prigozhin, you know, Prigozhin's going to go to like Belarus or something like that with nuclear weapons and threaten to use the nuclear weapons there. Uh, so it, that seems to fit more in line with it uh, because... Uh, He's probably going to pop up somewhere and say, oh, see, Russia tried to shoot me down. They thought they killed me, but hi, hi, I was on another plane. And and then it, he's going to do the whole I uh, got nuclear weapons. I'm going to nuke something, uh, mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah, he's a perfect fall going guy. to test. Exactly. And they're going to test what our response will be. You got anything else? No, I think that, oh, well, I did have a fun article. There was, there was a fun article, and the only reason I said it was fun is because um, the headline um, was fun. Um, NASA asks for help studying Uranus. Only <laughs> you only would bring up that article. On. Only you would <laughs> bring up that That's the article. only thing I want to report on that. that. I just found that was funny. If, if you're interested in that article, it, it actually says Uranus and Neptune, and it's pronounced Uranus now. It's not Uranus, but I'm, I'm you know my crude humor they're they're looking for amateur uh astronomers to to look into um neptune and uh uranus uh to find more information about them so if you're interested in that there you go well i suppose we can kick out of here a few minutes early it's been a pleasure my friend we'll see you next week I'd like to thank you for being here today thank you to all of the listeners god bless everyone have a great evening